This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. I miss your face, dude. I feel like it's been forever. It has. How's the movie role been, man? It is unbelievable. Let me let me set this set the stage for you. It's me and the world's greatest actor, Danny Day Lewis DeVito. It's a bit of a buddy comedy. It's it's nuns on the run, meets Ghostbusters, meets uh, Titanic. And uh, yeah, a latte! A latte! It's great to yeah. see you. Bobby. I, I miss you guys. The original three. of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it's anthony and jacqueline we're back to talk more nxt on the wwe and usa networks uh after a brief unplanned hiatus for one week yeah uh, which is totally <laughs> on me uh we'd rescheduled the date and i had forgotten and i'm just gonna blame the quarantine for this sure yeah uh, i everybody's lost track of time forgotten what day it is uh everybody's done that in general, but thanks to the quarantine, it's like a regular occurrence for most people. Uh, yeah. So as a <laughs> result, more normalized. As a result, <laughs> I did not watch last week's NXT, but Jacqueline paid the price, or as they say in the professional wrestling business, paid her dues and watched this yes. episode. Um, I did. So was there anything in particular that stood out in that episode? I know there were matches um, that I wanted to see, and you're like, eh, yeah, kind of disappointing. Yeah, so there were two big matches. Um, I mean, both the women's championship and the men's championship are on the line. Yep. Um, and the way the women's championship ended was very disappointing to me. Oh, boy. so was there an, um, was there an ending? Like a like a yeah, finish? Okay. Well, no. Well, there was a DQ. Oh so no. Sh- yeah. I'm sorry. So Charlotte Charlotte took out the Kendo stick and started hitting EO with it and I was just like this is stupid. Oh, but okay. we did get the return of Rhea, so we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. Mhm. So, um so there was that, which it was a good match up until that like it ended and then I was just like really? What just happened here? It kind of sounds like um, the old um we don't know what to do. We don't want either of them to lose. So yeah. we'll just do this, which always begs the question: Why are you doing the match then? If you don't want to, exactly, risk why one even of them do it? Losing? Yeah, I, I have a theory. We'll talk about it when we talk about this week's episode. Okay. Um, and then the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream match, um, also ended pretty weirdly. Um, it was an it was same okay match, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ended with like Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong coming out, and then Dexter Loomis coming out from under the ring. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, okay. it was super bizarre, and just like beating on Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of weird. Um, I will say though, my favorite match on la- the I guess two weeks ago episode was um, the first match of the night, okay. which was uh, Johnny Gargano versus Dominic Dijakovic. Um, mm-hmm. it was super fun. They are great. Um, and watching Johnny Gargano go up against a giant was awesome. And <laughs> what he talked about on this week's episode of NXT has made me even more excited for what is to come yeah. for Johnny Gargano matches, uh, in the yes. future. I also have theories about that. Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. 
Uh, so we're talking about the 560th episode of NXT to exist. Mm-hmm. And they began with a recap of last week's events, which included most of uh, what you discussed here. And we mm-hmm. went right to the ring with our first match. Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatch- uh, Thatcher defending the NXT Tag Team Championships against Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner Imperium, uh, which is so stemming like, from last week. Before we, yeah, before we get too far into it, I'd like to just start that um, this was the only match on the show that they had mentioned. Yes. Um, so I was very confused when this started off. Oh, like what's going to be the main the event then? Yes. That's literally what my notes say. <laughs> oh, well, we were in for all sorts of twists and twists and turns uh, in yeah. this episode of NXT. So this match just featured tons of back and forth between the two teams. One thing, I don't know if this really improved over the course of the evening or not, but it, it's really a telltale sign of how they are doing the commentary for the show. But Moro mm-hmm. Ronaldo and Beth Phoenix were just talking all over each other. Yeah, I don't know if their internet connection was poor or like I don't know how they're <laughs> I don't know how they're directing the commentary because clearly they are not in the same place doing it, and right. I have no idea if they're receiving cues like Morrow, you go, Beth, you go, or if there's delays or what it is. But yeah, they they stepped all over each other a few times. Yes, but I'm okay with it because that's real life. Yeah, yeah, people do. I mean, it, it happens. I think. Uh, it was just weird to me because WWE's presentation is so neat that mm-hmm. it just felt I'm not bad necessarily, but it just felt out of place. Like, oh, this feels kind of yeah. dirty for WWE. Look, look at how not polished this is. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it definitely was not polished. So this was another thing I noticed this back and forth. These guys are doing it was really fast. Like, they're mm-hmm. constantly switching momentum. Eventually, Imperium got control, and they beat up Matt Riddle over the course of a commercial break. And when Matt tried his comeback to try to create some space to tag Timothy uh, Thatcher, he accidentally hurls one of Imperium into Thatcher, knocking him off of the apron. And you know what? Tim is mad. Yes, he is. He's had it with this goofball Matt Riddle all these silly segments and everything, and now he throws an opponent into him, he can take no more. And he walks away. He says, to hell with you, Matt Riddle. And Matt, poor Matt Riddle, is like, Tim! He's like screaming you know, for him, what are you doing? You know, Timothy Thatcher, Pete Dunne, you are not, because mm-hmm. Pete Dunne used to be like, alright, dude, I get it. That mm-hmm. was a mistake. Yeah, Pete would have shrugged. Move on. Yeah. He would have. Yeah, Pete would have just taken the shrug. He probably would have even liked it a little bit. So, Imperium's like, holy shit, this is awesome. And they go to European bomb Matt Riddle, but he escapes and attempts to make this comeback. And it was a really good comeback attempt by Riddle. Uh, he was, was. He tried. He was really kicking ass for a minute, but naturally this could not last forever. They cut him off, hit him with a European bomb, and Imperium are the NXT Tag Team Champions, which I did not see coming when this episode started. What did you think of I it? I didn't. I, I also didn't. But I here's my theory. Okay. And this is where it makes sense. Okay. He's getting the push to go up against Adam Cole because when Johnny Gargano goes to take it, he has to take it from a good guy. Mm-hmm. So yes. That's my goal. That's my, that's my guess here. Is this your dream scenario here? Is that we're going to someday lead to a Matt Riddle-Johnny uh, Gargano match? No, my oh. dream is exactly what Johnny Gargano says later in this episode. Oh, yes. Well, that is also but, my dream. <laughs> um, but for the for the most part, I thought this match was pretty good. There was a lot of back and forth. Um, I thought Eichner mm-hmm. was a little toned down for what he normally is, believe it or not. I thought he could have been more A explosive. little bit, yeah. But um, but overall, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, these guys, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited that Imperium won. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, mean, I, I like those guys a lot. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I don't know what it means. It's going to be crazy, but I'm excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they have a good excuse here with uh, Riddle not essentially having to have an interim partner and one who turned his back mm-hmm. on him. You know, there's a, you know, there's a good reason it's as a to good why he storyline. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why he lost the title. It, uh, it makes sense. And uh, mm-hmm. this was good for Imperium. I'm, I'm glad to see them get a shot because they're good. Yeah, and I will say, out of every other tag team 
because there aren't too many left, mm-hmm. they're the ones that make the most sense, but are also the most surprising, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Uh, what did yeah. you give it? Give it a three and a quarter. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I should, I want to preface this now. So this way, by the end of the show, you're not like, ooh, rough night for you. Uh, this was the, for me, this was the night of almost good matches. Mm, okay. Like everything for me just fell like a hair shy. I think mm. in I think in this case it was because one this match was kind of short and there wasn't a lot to it like there was never even a tag out the whole story was his partner leaves him before he gets a chance and then he just gets swarmed and can't you know fight back oh. and then he Andrew. lost so I landed at two and three quarters but mm. okay. grapple mm. lands at two point nine one okay so like super in the middle of us yeah. I think definitely yeah. leaning more towards you, though, for sure. You know what? You also did not see last week's episode. And I just mm-hmm. got to tell you, um, the week before, I probably gave my lowest score yeah. ever in um, in a, a, I gave a three quarters of a star match. So, you know, like Whoa. comparatively, <laughs> um, I was happy. <laughs> Do you remember what that match was? What was that match? Yeah, It was, um, hold on, let me get to it. No, this one is it. It it was Cameron Grimes versus Denzel. Desjarnet. Yeah. Yes. I remember him. I don't. It was horrible. I think it was three seconds. Not even a star. Not even a star. Didn't not worth it. So no star. I was happy with this week comparatively. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They catch up with Timothy Thatcher in the back says he wants to be a champion. Of course. But now with that goofy guy. You know, they, they have him come out on game shows, and he's so silly. Like, uh, Riddle Riddle just confronts him, and he's in, in the way that Matt Riddle confronts anybody. He was mm-hmm. essentially just like, bro, what happened? And then they just kind of started fighting. So, uh, that tag team, uh, done for, unfortunately. No more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. The Broser Weights are due to come back any any day now, whenever this uh, flight restriction stuff is, is lifted. So, lifted, yeah. Te- we get time. Yeah. Tegan Knox versus Indy Hartwell. And Who? In- <laughs> Indy Hartwell. So I feel bad for Indy Hartwell here because... She did I- a lot of work really early on. I can't. Well, she, number one, she did a lot of work in this match, surprisingly, but, and that was like the key factor in my notes here. Uh, I don't, I don't remember exactly what Morrow said, but what he said, I think was meant to be like, Ooh, that's something good about this new person we haven't met before. But for some reason, when I have it written down. Okay. What, what did he say? Uh, Morrow saying Indy has been referred to as impressive. <laughs> yes. And and it's funny because I also thought it was a slight. I was like, that's not a compliment, is it? Like, what are we saying here? <laughs> <laughs> like, she comes out here and yeah, in Morrow, in Morrow's way, it's like uh, some has re- some have referred to Indy Hartwell as impressive. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Sure. I don't know why, like, impressive isn't a bad thing. Like, oh, wow, you're really impressive. But yeah. for some reason, the way he said it, and I don't know what it was, it just felt like, huh. It was because it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like, oh, she's the impressive one. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's It was like some, these people yeah, we don't know they didn't don't matter i think it was because she's a professional wrestler and nothing about her professional wrestling uh like moro didn't add any sort of caveat like yeah her technical wrestling is impressive her high flying yeah. or strikes something instead she is just impressive impressive yes. like okay uh and then i kind of felt bad for her because i feel I like too. this is sort of like her character that they want because they lock up. Right. And then she shoves Tegan down and then she says, you're not impressive. And I'm like, Oh no, this is going to be this girl's thing. Poor Indy heart. Her. She's going to be impressive. Indy Hartwell. Hmm. Maybe she can turn it into something that people would hate, but maybe go ahead. Oh no. As I say, but 
that being said, I thought she did really well here for, you know, controlling most of the match. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I wrote here, way, way, way more offense than you'd expect from Hartwell. Tegan Knox made a short comeback, hit the shiniest wizard, and won. Yeah. They, like, Tegan Knox doesn't do anything right now. Like, yeah. her matches have all been like this. She gets beat up, she sells, and then she makes a comeback and wins, but... And she's, but it's like one move. Yeah, I mean, she's good at doing that, and people who, like, people who are, like, super-duper nerds about wrestling can see her, like, the little things she does. Like, I think she's very good, but I feel like she's kind of wasted in matches like this. Oh, I agree completely. Like, I think, I, I think she needs, she needs something better, more mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and Mauro, uh, Mauro Ronaldo and his excitement accidentally referred to Tegan Knox as the Captain America of NXT instead of the Captain Marvel. Mar- yeah. But whatever. Hey, no one's Women perfect. can be anything. Sure. Yeah, she can be Captain America, of course. If she wants to. Absolutely. Even though her costume said Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. But yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Gear, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, any thoughts on Tegan and Indy? No, I said pr- pretty much everything I thought. Okay, what did you give them? <laughs> Two and a quarter. Oh, wow. Man, you were feeling... I'm less gen. I'm I'm not, like, less generous by a bunch, but I'm, like, barely less generous than you, too, stars I gave this. Um, grapple, though. Nope. 1.76. Behind us both. You you all need to be drinking more beer while watching this is all I have to say. (laughs) Is that your strategy? Yeah. Okay. Now I, now I watch wrestling in early afternoon when it's, when it's, you know, acceptable. Oh, very smart. As opposed to 10 o'clock in the morning when you can't. Rhea Ripley is backstage. They, uh, they recounted her uh, reappearance last week and uh, she's, she's backstage and says she is sickened by Charlotte holding her championship says that Io Shirai put up a good fight, but it wasn't enough. And she is not done with Charlotte flair yet. So there's that. Uh, we get the first of, uh, presumably two zoom meetings on this episode of NXT where I I can only, well, I mean, he may not have been, he could have just been FaceTiming with Matt Riddle, but William Regal is on Matt Riddle's tablet and they are Mm. talking about something and then Matt Riddle tells us that he and Timothy Thatcher will wrestle tonight. And Timothy Thatcher must have been standing just outside of the door to hear this news because he decided this would be a good time to run in and attack Matt Riddle with a television sh- uh, a television set, which is ironic because, of course, uh, no one is sure exactly if Timothy Thatcher knows what a television is. So this is kind of a... Uh, this fits in famously with his very, very old fashioned, uh, doesn't own a TV, still owns a flip phone, real lifestyle that Timothy Thatcher lives in 2020. Yeah. Well, what else are TVs for? Smashing people with. Yeah. Exactly. Mm hmm. Tony niece, which, uh, my notes auto corrected to tiny niece. Hmm. Acceptable name change. Uh, yeah. Tony Nese versus Jake Atlas in a Group A cruiserweight interim championship tournament. Uh, it's a long title, everybody, but they're in, they're in the A group, and they had a match here. And we get an inner like a kind of a pre match interview with Jake Atlas, where he is still rooting for Drake Maverick after this all like, this time. I really like that. Yeah, Jake <laughs> really hopes that Drake Maverick beats Kushida and forces a tiebreaker match between the two of them. He's very supportive Aww. of Drake Maverick. He is. He is. And by the way, I saw clearly the, the good guy. They did this. <laughs> I saw this video special they did on Drake Maverick. They've had to have hired this guy back. He can't be fired. They can't be doing all of. So. They can't be doing all of this and then send him home. No way. Uh, yeah. I mean, I want to say no way, but I, this company, it's you never know. They they very well. It may be a yes way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, a great athletic exchange early on between the two of them, which eventually translated into Tony Nese getting the advantage. Jake makes this comeback, but looks like he's bleeding from like the eyebrow or something. I'm not even sure we would have got this yeah. from. Not, not, not feeling good. I would wager. Nice goes back to work, works him over for a while, and this match also very short because it just sees Atlas kicking his feet out from underneath him and hits his cartwheel DDT, which they have now named the Rainbow DDT. So at least there is some allusion 
to his being a part of the LGBT community. So, so, but like, is that his name for that move or like that? Well, I mean, his, his name on the Indies was the LGBTDDT, but rainbow DDT. I mean, maybe they figure rainbow DDT is easier to remember because LGBTDDT, you have to say that a bunch of times to get used to it. I don't, I don't dislike it. I just, yeah. I'm just like, you know, I hope that they didn't just like put that moniker on him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is something oh. I think he wants to do. And That's awesome. And a cartwheel yeah. does look like a rainbow. So like, Kinda. I get it. And it's a neat yeah. looking move. Yeah, it is very cool. Uh, what, so. did, what did you think of this match? I thought it was really short. I, I, you know what? This is like, this is why I enjoyed this episode. Ah, like nothing every, was too long and drawn out. Everything moved. Everything was, it did. This move, this match moved very quickly in the beginning, like to the point where I don't even know what happened. But Atlas, I thought, did some really impressive stuff. He, um, the way he, he like jumped over the top rope onto the floor, just like, um, he really just did some cool things that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not enjoy Tony Nice. Um, his trash talk. I didn't even notice it. Was it anything? It wasn't good. Um, he needs, he needs work there. Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) but what I will say is that I am really, I was surprised Atlas won, but like very happy. Like I thought that was the right choice. So yeah, I was happy. Yeah. I was very happy with the outcome of this. I'm like, I'm liking Jake Atlas a little bit more every week. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did he did some cool stuff here. So, like, mm-hmm. I see where we're going. I see where we're going. I get it now. <laughs> um, what did you give him? I gave him a three. Okay. Uh, our trend continues here as I gave this one two and three quarters. And mm-hmm. Grapple, 2.66. So, they're trying to catch up to Damn. us here. They're behind us again. Oh, they just don't like it. No, they don't. Well, too bad for them. Yeah. This is my favorite thing on the show, maybe. We get... Same the undisputed era reunion zoom call and we get to see Kyle O'Reilly and his quarantine beard. It looked good. It did look good and it's it so it starts with just Adam Cole and Kyle. And Adam Cole's like, "Oh my god, it's so good to see you." And he's like, "Look at that beard." And Kyle This was fantastic. This was fantastic. <laughs> Kyle claims that he has been busy filming a movie. Which is why he has not been on the television show for the last few weeks. I I didn't even get all of it. I was too busy laughing. Uh, He said, like, Robert De Niro was there. Yeah, he described it as a buddy cop movie with Daniel Day-Lewis and Robert De Niro. (laughs) And he's like, oh, he's like, it's part Ghostbusters. It's... I don't even remember everything he said. I feel like they just let him say whatever he wanted to right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's amazing is Kyle O'Reilly on the independence and everything was always the super duper serious kind of MMA-ish wrestler technical guy. Really? I had no idea he had so much comedic timing and charisma. Oh, he's great. He's so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This, I mean, poor Bobby Fish, right? Yeah, because like, he has he, he has the personality of a dead fish. Yeah, like even Roderick Strong, like completely outshines him as well. And yeah. Uh, well, the, all these guys get on the line with each other. They're all talking over each other. They can't figure out who this Dexter Loomis guy is. He befuddles them. They all decide that only one person can take him out right now and they're going to count to three and they're going to say his name and they all say Roderick Strong. I uh, also said Roderick Strong, though. Did you? So that works. Uh, yeah. And then at the end, they they all say that they miss each other, which is awe. And then, of course, they all do the Undisputed Era signal to each other over their Zoom yep. call. Yep. <laughs> this ruled. Uh, what, any other I thoughts? Love this. <laughs> no. Okay. More of that. More of this is my only thought. Mm. Uh, we got another Carrion Cross hype video. I'm never going to get over this name. This name is too ridiculous for me. Carrion? Yeah. Because, yes. Car- he's carrying a cross. Like, is that what they meant to do with this name? It's got to be. It's, it's too on the nose. Um, I would. I don't know. I think what it really boiled down to is like, well, we can't call you Killer Cross because this is WWE. I don't get why not, though. Well, he can't say Killer, which is weird because they called Tommaso Ciampa 
a psycho killer. Well, at least the fans do, anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't. <laughs> Maybe the fans, when they eventually come back, if they ever do. Uh, killer. Yeah, killer. well, Chain Killer. Or you're a killer or something. Something. Uh, the I don't know the name. It'll be there. The name bugs me because it's too punny. Yeah. Whether they meant it to be or not, it it just sounds too. Every time I say it, it just sounds like they're trying yeah. to make a pun, and I'm like, uh. But I like the presentation. Oh, there is one thing from last week that I did watch because it was a YouTube clip uh, that a friend of mine had sent me, and it was the cross entrance. Yeah, very long. Okay, what did you think? I got to know what you thought about the entrance, because I had thoughts. It, it was long. Yeah, d- I mean, did you the, like it the despite lip-syncing, the length? The lip-syncing the lip does not work for me. Uh, <sighs> okay. Oh, but Scarlet definitely has Catwoman nails on her gloves, and I dig that. Yes. That was the... I, I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I, I just say I had to let out that that wonderful sigh of relief. I saw tons of people love this entrance, I thought it was too long. I thought it was too overboard. I didn't like the lip syncing. It just felt it too goofy. Just good. Yeah. yeah. Like it, cause I, I don't know. It didn't feel like he was, a. I don't know. Cause he comes out looking like he, he wants to be like the ultimate bad guy, right? Like mm-hmm. not the comic booky bad guy. So, yeah. but that's what it felt like. So it just yeah. didn't mesh. Yeah. And, the way the entrance is laid out, mm-hmm. Scarlet is the star. Like yeah. she's the main she focus. I a little. I think she's mostly like a manager type who is like an okay talker. I think she does wrestle. Uh, I'm mm. I'm not overly familiar with if if okay. she is she's relatively new. But I've gotcha. heard from what I gather, not bad or anything, but it just, yeah, it's clear to me that somebody took one look at her and they're like, Oh my God, you're uh very traditionally beautiful. Let's put you in front of everything. And like right. his whole entrance is like her, like suggestively yeah. dancing and lip syncing. And she's got all of the fancy movements and he's just being menacing behind her. It's very weird. Uh, also, uh, one more thing I'd like to note: too much smoke. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's the point, but just like the whole ring was filled with it during the match that he had, where he killed some poor kid in six seconds. Yes. Yeah. Finn mm-hmm. Balor and I, I keep wanting to say Frank Grimes, but it's Cameron Grimes. Uh, whenever I just put Grimes for some reason, that's where my head goes to Finn Balor and Cameron Grimes are prepping for a match that I did not know they were going to have. Are we skipping over the DX, uh, backstage segment? Mm, Where they announced the takeover. Yeah. For me, that's like several segments from now. Oh, really? For me, that's the next one. Okay. Oh, that's weird. Before this. Yeah. Like there's that Finn thing and then there's a Dakota thing and then there's a swerve thing. Hmm, interesting. Weird. Okay. Okay. Uh, follow me around the <laughs> follow me around this hedge maze. Uh, okay. Then for me, anyway, uh, I got I got this Dakota Kai personality video, which I really enjoyed. Actually, uh, I thought she was really good here, and I liked the part where she was complaining yeah, yeah. that while she was rehabbing, she had to stop rehabbing so that they could go film buddy moments with her and Tegan mm-hmm. while Tegan rehabbed. And mm-hmm. I thought that was great. And then Raquel Gonzalez shows up on a motorcycle and just gets off and so- yes, of course. Yes. And dressed not like someone would to ride on a motorcycle, which makes it all the better. And <laughs> she says that uh, my favorite line from her was that she and Dakota are in the hurt business and they are going to hurt a lot of people. Yeah, I enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're a good group. I like them together. They are. Dakota got a lot more interesting mm-hmm. with Raquel. Yeah. It's really crazy how sometimes characters don't get any sort of real development until they turn bad. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we couldn't think of anything interesting for a good person, but we have tons of interesting ideas for bad people. Yeah. <laughs> they showed their hands there. So this next thing for me was also kind of weird. They interview Isaiah Swerve Scott. And 
they, you know, they let us know that it's a win or go home situation for him tonight. He has mm-hmm. to win this match or he won't be able to advance. And Swerve gave this interview about how he's going to win, but maybe this is just me, but I thought he was so confident and he delivered it in such a way that it kind of came off like a dick a little bit. Did he not seem a little from him? No, it felt like he was a little overconfident, that sort of Mm. thing, which quite frankly, to me, really doesn't help the case based off of what happened to him in the match later. Cause then, yeah. it, then it's like confirming cause it felt like he was, but then the match happens later and I'm like, I guess he was overconfident a little bit. Yeah, It's not really all of his fault. We'll get to it, but you weren't getting those vibes <laughs> for some reason. I picked him up. I wasn't, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying attention to though. That's entirely possible. <laughs> Maybe it was just beer o'clock and you're like, eh, yep. I'll go well, back to it later. Honestly. If I feel like I missed anything. Pretty much. Then I got Triple H and Shawn Michaels. uh, And eventually also the Road Dog as well. He appeared from behind a bunch of monitors, which apparently is where he was just hanging out. But uh, Triple H sort of notes that uh, everybody is stuck in their homes lately. And this happily coincides with the anniversary of the supposedly beloved in your house pay-per-view concept <laughs> uh which then the road dog sean michaels and triple h all variously reminisce about uh in your house pay-per-view moments and triple h announces the next nxt takeover will be nxt takeover in your house which is a crazy fun fact i attended mm-hmm. an in your house pay-per-view wow yes what does that mean uh well Anything? So (laughs) the original idea is WWF had four pay-per-views a year, Mm -hmm. um, the big four, as they call them. And at the time, WCW, I think, was running a pay-per-view a month. And Vince was like, I'm not going to do that. Then then business started getting a little shitty. So he's like, okay. Well, I'm going to start doing a pay-per-view a month, but I'm going to charge a little less money for these than the other big four pay-per-views. So these are going to kind of like be B pay-per-views. And his first concept for one of these pay-per-views was in your house in which they would give away a house to someone Oh, in Florida. And uh, they would do the giveaway live on the pay-per-view. So... After hmm. after that, it sort of turned into just a monthly thing where, you know, it would be in your house, colon, something, you know, Return of the Sith or whatever. Uh, they'd have a title for a lot of these. Yeah. And it went on actually for quite some time. And then they just started creating their own. Uh, they got pay-per-views. Yeah, they got rid of the in your house concept and only gave away the house once. Um, uh, the first time, I'm sure. Just the first time. So, yep. And uh, for some reason, they are using that name for this NXT takeover. I heard somebody suggest that uh, for every match on the show, uh, the wrestlers should flip a coin and the loser must have the wrestling match at their home. Mm, I like that. Like Johnny, Johnny Gargano versus whomever at Johnny Gargano's house. Hmm. That is where the match must happen. That would be fun. Um, but they are doing so okay because they didn't say this was going to be at the performance center, but I'm guessing it's going to be a no crowd mat, no crowd thing. Right? Yeah, presumably not there. Yeah, I presume okay. at full sale. So, yeah, th- and this would be the. I will say though that. I- oh, go ahead. Three of them were funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. Yeah, they're. They're. I mean, they're really good together. I mean, they've been friends for mm-hmm. forever. So. Right. Yeah. What do we get next? Uh, Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes. Is that who you have next? Yes. Okay. We're back. We've cleared the hedge maze. Uh, So just like every Finn Balor match, explosive start from him him, and he's continuing his his aggressive streak. Uh, Grimes manages to find a break, hitting Finn with a spinning side slam and his control continues through the break. Balor makes a comeback, kicks his ass all over the place. Then a wild Damien Priest appears. They fight. Finn lays him out. And then he goes to get back into the ring when Damien Priest just 
gives him the old Tanya Harding. And then Cameron Grimes gives Finn Balor the cave-in. And Cameron Grimes pins Finn Balor. Post-match. That's Yes. Huge. That is yeah. huge. Oh, and uh, post-match. Damien Priest gives Finn Balor a reckoning on a chair and then reveals that he is the guy who trashed his locker room for some reason. Jacqueline, what do you think? Bad dude. Yes. Um, th- yeah, this had a lot of frenetic energy coming out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, Grimes is super angry. No idea why. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, same thing with, with uh, uh, Priest. Mm-hmm. But why are you so angry? Even Finn um, is pretty mad all the time. Yeah, just don't know. That's a lot of that's a lot of anger to be holding with you, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did think this was a pretty fun match. The one thing I do want to note, and I'm sure you did not note this, mm-hmm. Finn Balor does not have quarantine hair. He does not. No, he is very finely shaved. He's, he's fine. So I'm wondering, does he get a cut himself? Or does WWE NXT have people that they bring on site and they're not following even more rules? I'm uh, going to go with it's the latter. Yeah, ding, saying. ding, ding. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he's really, because he has the short hair, it's very noticeable. <laughs> yeah. You think everybody would have longer hair right now, but. Yeah. No. The other thing I, the other thing I noticed in this one, um, Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Do you notice how his accent goes in and out? Yes, his, I do. His, and and his accent was like in full force here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like someone gave him that note recently. <laughs> oh, just like pass him like a yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. Okay. Southern it up. Stick a to bit. one accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he's one so, of those. Um, maybe he's one of those people that uh, the accent only comes out when he's mad. Maybe I've but heard that. There was. Yeah, I mean that happens to me sometimes too, but. I don't know. He'll be like in the middle of a promo and he'll switch accents sometimes. Mm. So yeah. Just saying. <laughs> they, yeah. Maybe they just did hand him some acting notes. Yeah. I was really surprised that Grimes won, but overall I kind of enjoyed this match and I thought Grimes's uh, finisher looked pretty cool here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, just things landed well. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. where did you land with this one? I gave it a three. Okay. Our tradition continues. Uh, I like this too. I just thought it was a little too short. And a lot of the finishes are just kind of weird to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because I missed something last week, but it just sort of feels weird that Damian Priest is like, I did it for no reason, I guess, to maybe just get a match with Finn, I guess. He's just angry. Well, they have to move him on from Keith Lee. Yes. Yeah. They do got to find something new. They had a, and I would like to say here, I, I'm going to read from my notes here. Okay. Um, for the post-match. Mm-hmm. I want to read my prediction. Oh, yes. Apparently, I was making predictions. Um, but I did write prediction is that Gargano is now going up against Keith Lee, which we'll get to later. So, yes. I'm batting a thousand again. For sure. <laughs> uh, so I went two and three quarters. Grapple, 2.76. Wow. All right. I'll take, I'll take it. And guys... Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jack Gallagher in a group A match. So Isaiah Scott Swerve in his promo did say something about how like Gallagher's on the verge of going 0-3 in this mm-hmm. round robin mm-hmm. tournament. And he's like, look, if anybody goes 0-3 in this tournament, they should consider quitting wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I did like that. Tony Nice has gone 0-3 in this tournament. He's lost all of his matches. And when Swerve mm-hmm. came out, Tony Nese attacked him. Mm-hmm. So that made sense. Jack Gallagher yeah. tried essentially to get a flash win right away, but it didn't take. Swerve kicked out. So Jack just beat on him for a while. And then out of the blue, he misses one move and Swerve hits the house call. And I'm like, no way. Is this going to be the match? Is he just going to miss <laughs> one move, get hit with one move, and that's it? But... Jack kicked out and Swerve tried to keep fighting, but Gallagher cuts him off, just pummels him for a minute and then hits a rolling elbow and pins Swerve. So Swerve is eliminated from, well, he's, I mean, he might still have a match left. I don't know, but he can't win the block anymore. 
and Gallagher will no longer be uh, defeated. He will have one victory, at least in his uh, column. What did you think Mm -hmm. of this? I thought this was fun. Mm-hmm. I um I thought there were some good moves. I I like Swerve, and then maybe that's why his promo didn't bother me was because yeah. I just like him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he just deadlifted Gallagher at one point. Like, yes. holy crap! I know Gallagher's a small guy, but like, come on, so is Swerve. Like, um, yeah, we couldn't deadlift any of these people. <laughs> no, no. There's just a lot of really cool things happening here. Um, mm-hmm. I think Gallagher's new persona like fits what he's trying to do mm-hmm. um and i think these two guys just came out very strong um i hate tony niece yeah i'm so glad he's not um in the final but um <laughs> yeah that's i'm glad gallagher won i thought it made a lot of sense um to you know i not i think only tony niece is going to be on three is my is what it Right? Yeah. Is I how think, this is going to end? I think yeah. so. Which, which just makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. <laughs> Especially since you don't like him. Um, no one does. No, no, nobody does. Uh, so where, where did you land? Where did you land on Swerve and Gallagher? Two and three quarters. <laughs> this is really crazy. Uh, I went two and a half. Two and a half? Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is so weird. So, yeah. I, I mean, I liked it to a degree some I thought the middle was kind of just boring where it was just spe- mm-hmm. I think they really lost me when it seemed like there's this was going to be a miss one move hit one move win like this match was mm-hmm. short enough as it was but then they sort of kept going and I'm like okay where's this going and then Gallagher just hits this move that I've never seen him win a match with before and then he won it was just mm-hmm. a little it felt a little weirdly flat to me it did but I don't know well, Grapple didn't like it. They liked it less than we did. 2.08. I dis- I disagree. I thought they worked hard, but okay. Yeah. Good stuff happened. Caden Carter versus Aaliyah. Yeah. I thought there was something really fun in this match a little bit anyway. So... Well, before but, we get too into it, yes. really quick. Where has Vanessa Bourne been? Is she gone? I have no idea. I have... Uh, every now and again, I have heard her name come up, especially mm-hmm. recently, because it looks like they're going to try to do some sort of pairing with Aaliyah and the Robert Stone brand, which, uh, quite yeah. frankly, is actually a good fit for her character. But yep. this has prompted people to be like, well, where's Vanessa Bourne? Weren't they a thing? And the answer I only ever seem to hear is Vanessa Bourne has like vanished from television. So. I don't know what's going on. Like, like, is she hurt? Like, I mean, (laughs) I don't know if she's injured or I don't know if this is like, maybe she has a, an underlying health issue. So she's staying home. I don't know what I'm not. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it's any of those things or not, but Mm, she's kind of been missing from, she's sort of been missing from TV since before the pandemic though. So I don't know. Well, but so is a, but because Aaliyah wasn't there. Yeah. That's also true. Yeah. uh, Cause she was also having surgery done, I think. So, Mm -hmm. well, Anyway, this anyway. this match was all Caden Carter early. Then Aaliyah finally manages to take a little bit of control, and she's doing so well that Robert Stone takes notice and comes out to take a look. That's great. Then things get bad for Aaliyah because she notices, oh man, I'm being scouted. This is my she's chance. Nervous. Yes, and she gets nervous, and she decides she's going to try to show off, and Caden cuts her off, makes a comeback, puts her in a leg lock and Aaliyah taps out and then yep. she goes Robert Stone looks nonplussed and Aaliyah's like oh, what did you think and he's like eh, and then walks away <laughs> that was fun he's so great he is, he I is, like him he is great I like him and Caden so. won what did you think of the match I was really excited about that I had no other notes to add to this other than Aaliyah screeching is super annoying oh can she screech uh, I believe Mauro Ronaldo called her the bougie banshee. Yep. I totally agreed with it. The Put that on a shirt. Bougie banshee. That would actually be a good shirt. It, yes. it might be. <laughs> Tie it into Avatar. Like we have all kinds yeah, of- there you go. Um, Crossovers. What did you What did you give Caden and Aaliyah? I gave it a two and a quarter. And I don't know why I gave it that high, but that's where I'm sticking. All right. Well... <laughs> You're not crazy, because I also gave it two and a quarter. 
what the one match we agree on <laughs> this, and, this one <laughs> this is the match where grapple is like what are you guys smoking they gave it 1.18 <laughs> i guess i had Thanks fun i had fun with the <laughs> the stone stuff i had fun with her like yeah you know getting nervous she's like this is my yeah. time to shine oh, ooh, uh, oh and then crap. she loses <laughs> yeah i don't know i had fun with it uh the to my next favorite thing on this show was the Gargano family dinner. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the thing I like the least is when the camera gets dark and wobbly and they're being very mm-hmm. serious and saying serious stuff. To me the best part is when they're so like stupid lovey-dovey with each other about everything yeah. that they do. That's the best part to me. Uh they fawn over Johnny's match with Dominic Dijakovic from last week. Uh, he's watching it on his tablet and he's like, oh, look at that stud. You married that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, he definitely has a future in commentating. Yes. Candace yeah. is like, you're not the only one who's had a match recently. And he's like, I know I was there. I gave it five stars on the Johnny Gargano scale, which, by the <laughs> way, is impressive considering how many five star matches Johnny Gargano has. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, and, and of course, he's talking about her match with Casey Catanzaro, which was fun, but not five stars. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Candace is like, yeah, I got this five star match. Uh, but Mia Yim, she's the one who got the match with Charlotte Flair. And she didn't deserve that at all. Mia loses every time she gets an opportunity, but they keep handing them to her. And she gets stuck with Casey Catanzaro. And Johnny's like, yeah, but she's a ninja. And Candace disagrees. And he's like, ah, oh, she's a warrior. And she's like, no. And he's like, mm, she's American. And she's like, yeah, good point. Uh, <laughs> tossing that American ninja warrior reference in there. Reference. Nice. Yep. Uh, I thought it was funny. And Johnny then starts talking about uh, how he beat uh, Dijakovic, but who's really getting under his skin is Keith Lee. Asking people to bask in his glory. Uh, And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, For a second there, I don't know why this is where my head went to. But because Keith Lee and Mia Yim are a couple, but it's never acknowledged on television. Oh. And I'm like, oh, interesting. That's where they're going. That's where my head went instead of, oh, my God, Johnny Gargano and Keith Lee. Uh, (laughs) Like, I... Like I got immediate flashbacks to when Keith Lee pounced Adam Cole into the crowd. And I'm like, Johnny is smaller than Adam Cole. He's going to like pounce him through the ceiling. And I can't wait to see this. Wasn't Mia Yim dating um, Cassius Ono? No, that there was another women's wrestler in NXT who was uh, dating Cassius Ono. And she was also recently released, as was he. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been a bunch of NXT releases, uh, all kind of under the radar ish because hmm. they don't for some reason they don't put out press releases about NXT people being released but yeah Cassius Ono has been released and hmm. his uh his girlfriend Rachel Ellering who was hmm. Rachel Evers in NXT who I don't think she appeared on TV very often but I don't think so either uh, okay but anyway yeah. I my mistake <laughs> anyway this ruled uh they can keep doing these Gargano family dinners every week as far as i'm concerned yes they're a lot of fun and i cannot wait for johnny gargano and keith lee and i think mia and candace will probably be good too i think so too but wait here's my second prediction of the night Mm -hmm. i think for um in the in the house yes there's going to be i somehow i think there's going to be multiple women i'm thinking of fatal Mm four-way for the for the women's title okay Oh, who, they, who are they going to squeeze in there? I was going to say, who are they going to squeeze in for the fourth? So I have Rhea, Charlotte, Candice. I'm thinking maybe Mia. Um, mm. But my other thought is Io. And hear me out. Because yep. after last week, my my thinking is they're going to switch Io back to a good person. Yeah, baby face. Yes. Yeah. So I think she would be the fourth. I mean, she practically is anyway. Like whenever she comes out, the people are chanting her mm-hmm. name and going crazy anyway. Yeah. Uh, so and and her match with Charlotte, Charlotte kind of mm-hmm. you know punked her way out of the match. So yeah. So I think it's gonna. I th- that's my prediction right now. Mm-hmm. And because we don't have much time before June seventh, so yes, they got they don't have much time to build. But that's where I think we're going. Also, 
Also, one more comment on this. Mm -hmm. I really like how they both have Apple Watches. (laughs) Oh, do they? I didn't Mm -hmm. notice this. Okay. Yep. Black and white. Isn't hers. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Speaking of Io Shirai, they announced that next week, Rhea Ripley is going to be returning to in-ring action against Io Shirai. I presume that will be the main event for next week. And uh, that sounds pretty great. Because you know how it's going to end. Charlotte's going to interfere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to set it up for in the house. See, I'm getting the hang of this, guys. <laughs> uh, after, I don't know how many episodes we've done, 60-ish episodes. I'm probably going to sound dumb. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, main event, Timothy Thatcher versus Matt Riddle. Uh, Riddle is not playing around. He does not kind of do he doesn't do his riddle happy dance down to the ring he's not Mm -mm. bouncing to the group he's not doing nothing he's walking straight to the ring he gets in and angrily kicks his flip-flops at timothy thatcher (laughs) and uh then i wrote here a metric ton of grappling and striking Mm -hmm. that is what these men did they got down onto the canvas and they grappled they took positions they switched they countered they hit each other uh, they hit each other hard, a lot, yeah. in this match. This grappling happens through a break. We come back, and the first thing I note is they are hitting really hard. There's yeah. a couple of times where he's got, like, uh, Thatcher's got Riddle, kind of like uh, his arm spread out, like his ribs exposed. And he just punched him really hard. Like, yeah. right at, like, no no pulling his punch. He just punched him really hard in the ribs. So that yeah. I bet that sucked. Yeah. Problem here a little bit mid-match. I wrote, they're working hard, but it's making me sleepy. Mm, that's not good. A little too much on the slow. ground. Yes. That explains my notes that went off uh, on a tangent. Oh, well, I want to hear all about them in just a second, but let me let me run. No, it's nothing wrestling part. related. Oh, well <laughs> then let's take a let's take a brief yeah. intermission and I would like to hear this. Oh, so well. I mean, it's related to that. So, there. When I this match reminded me of when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. There was this game called Octopus. I don't know if you've ever played it. No. But you had these. You had these colored Velcro bands that you would put on your wrists, your ankles, and one on your head. Mm-hmm. And you would roll a dice or a die, sorry. Mm-hmm. And you, whatever color came up, you would have to match your Velcro band with your partners, yeah. like whoever you were playing against. And you, so you wound up just like in these pretzels with these Velcro things attached to you. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all what it reminded me of. <laughs> <laughs> these men were just tied up. Yeah, that's really, and I was like, oh man, if they had Velcro, it would be so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> could you, oh my God, could you imagine the sound that would make in an empty arena just like every now and again? No. No, no it would it would just like reverberate. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Um, <laughs> so they <laughs> during this game of octopus, they uh, they mm-hmm. both exchange submission holds. Eventually, this boils down to a strike battle, and Matt finally hits something that is not a ground grappling move. He hits bro to sleep, manages to create a little bit of space for himself. Decides to go up top, tries the floating bro, but Thatcher gets his knees up, locks in his Fujiwara armbar, but Matt barely manages to escape. And then they did some ground grappling to end to like end the match, but mm-hmm. they did it in such a way that I just wrote, these dudes are fighting maybe for real. <laughs> because this was not clean, transitional, hey, I'm going to do this, no. then you do this, like... They were like, okay, for the end of this match, we're just going to grapple each other for real and see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully it looks good on camera. (laughs) They are struggling for a hold when Matt Riddle sort of accidentally finds himself in a pinning combination and puts Thatcher's shoulders down for a three and wins the match. Post-match, Thatcher attacks Matt Riddle, puts him back in the Fujiwara armbar. Matt's tapping out like crazy, uh, but he will not let go. And... Uh, basically the show ends with Matt Riddle broken, but still in this hold as Timothy Thatcher stares into the camera in a very Oni Lorcan-esque way as the camera just zooms closer and closer to his face as they fade to black. Super creepy. Yeah. What did you think of, what did you think of? This was definitely different than what they normally do. Yeah, but I liked it. Me too. Um, I thought, and I think 
Matt Riddle has had one other big match like this where it was very grapply. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like them. He like they're very good. Yes. Um, these guys just beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, my one big problem with this match, Thatcher was touching Riddle's bare foot. Oh, many several times. times. Yes. And like, dude, just that gross, nasty. Just don't do that. <laughs> Jacqueline, um, not I, a foot person. I but. am not a foot person. And also, like, oh, I don't know. Like, ugh, he's clearly greased. I don't know. Ugh. Sweaty. Anyway. Yeah. Sweaty, gross, dirt. Like, it's dirty. Like, I know that they're now cleaning the ring in between matches. Or at yes. Least, like, pray to God they are. Yes. But, like, you still don't know what's on there. No. I don't know. That's me. Um, but I thought this pin was also pretty crazy in this match. I don't know. I just kind of really just dug this one. This yeah. is my match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. This was also my match of the night as well, which is weird because in the middle, I'm like, this is making me sleepy. But yeah. by the by the time it was done, I'm like, oh, this was good. This was awesome. I really enjoyed it. What did you What did you give uh, Matt and Tim? Three and a half. Oh, wow. You really enjoyed this. I did. Okay. For me, on my scale tonight, I also really enjoyed this match when I gave it a three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Grapple... Uh, Gave this one a 3.27, so in between. Yeah! Yeah, kind of a happy note. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought very different from what they normally do, which is good. Uh, different mm-hmm. different is good. And as soon as you said that, uh, the Matt Riddle match, where he did all of the grappling, I'm trying to remember who it was against, and I can't remember now off of the top of my head. I keep wanting I to say... I remember. I keep wanting to say it's like Oni Lorcan, but I don't think it was him. No, it was a match, um, and I remember it because when we talked about it, you said Morrow just called it as, like, an MMA match. Yes. Yeah. I don't And it was pretty cool. God, it's it's driving me nuts now that I can't remember who it was. It's okay. We've seen so many riddle matches. We're not going to remember. No, we're not going to (laughs) remember at this point. I feel it's, no, it's just driving me nuts because it's, like, on the tip of my tongue, but it's fine. If you remember it, let me know. Yeah cinemageekly at gmail.com if you want to be that person. Oh, yeah. Please. Help us out. Uh, All right. So, before we take off, uh, the war, it's still going on. It's not really important right now. It is, sort of. Technically, NXT has only won the rating once. They have won the numbers uh, like five times, I think, but they haven't won it in Mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks. And AEW beat them again this week. Uh, in all of the usual things, uh, they had more viewers, they had better ratings and everything except for the 50 plus demo, all of that stuff. So, you know, another victory in the long line of victories for AEW. And that being said, my favorite show is NXT this week. Uh, I enjoyed it much better than, uh, than AEW and largely, uh, not really because of the wrestling so much as, although I think the wrestling was a little bit better on NXT as well, but mm-hmm. uh, that Undisputed Era bit and the Gargano oh, family stuff. Yeah, just too much fun. Uh, too much fun. NXT gets the victory this week for sure. I'm sure they will savor it. Uh, I'm sure they would prefer a real victory uh, as opposed yeah. to some guy on some podcast saying he thought their show was better. So Yeah, well, Maybe I'm doing what I can. Hey, you know what? Maybe they're celebrating right now. Maybe they're uh, as they're yeah. listening to this. And as we are recording this, uh, perhaps in the future, they will be popping champagne corks uh, yeah, in celebration. Like, Someone liked us. Yeah, we've we found the one who isn't Ooh. over 50 yet. <laughs> yet. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting there. NXT. So just just be careful. Uh, one day I'll be in your key demographic. Uh <laughs> It's kind of depressing to say. Uh, you know, what's bad is that they're over 50 is higher than Raw or SmackDown's over 50, which doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe that just means the only people who are watching television on a Wednesday are old people. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we both said maybe and I don't know at the same time. So I'm going to take that as mm. a great sign to end the podcast here on a high note. So uh, that is it for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe. And that way you can come back next time, presuming I remember to actually watch 
the show uh, when we will discuss yes when we will discuss the next episode of NXT featuring a main event of Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Yeah.